Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Oh, somebody give the Lord a hand clap and a shout. You can add a shout. You can add a shout this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, we have another opportunity to recount the many testimonies that the Lord is giving us in the First Love Church here in Anakazo. Oh, it's a good place to put your hand together. It means God's power is present amongst his people and he's doing many, many, many wonderful things in the church. And this morning we want to recount some of the great testimonies of the great change that the power of God and through the ministry of the prophet is happening right here on the mountains in Anakazo. And welcome with me, James Yebua, to give us his testimony of what God... Oh, put your hands together for James. Put your hands, as you clap for him, you are next in line for a miracle. Put your hands together for James. Amen. All right, James, you, you are welcome. Thank you very much, Dr. Um, please, my name is James Yebua from... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm from Ketasi constituency and, and I'm a Basenta leader by the grace of God thank you um, and also a student of and also a student of the prestigious Anakazo uh, Bible School put your hands together for him yes so I'm here to share a testimony about how I received a great change from the Lord from, and also from this ministry the ministry of the prophet so it was it all it all began when I was young, around ten, the age of ten. I had this desire to smoke. Why? Because I used to I used to be in a in a in a in an, a, a neighborhood called Nima. And that's that neighborhood there are a lot of people, there are a lot of smokers, we smokers and drink drink drug addicts and things. So I used to see them all around. I used to see them all around. Wow. All right, James, you are telling us. Thank you very much. I said I, I used to see the wee smokers around and I I wondered what they were doing and I liked it. I really liked it to the extent that I had this desire to also to, to also be like them. You, want, you had a desire to be like the weed smokers? Yes, please. Wow, what a desire. Yes. So, um, during my primary stage, um, um, my primary and SHS, JHS stage, I started practicing it with um, paper. I started practicing smoking with paper. Then, in my SHS, I started with um, um, cigarettes. Yes. And I started drinking at that age also. So, when I got to SHS, it graduated to shisha and weed itself. What is shisha? Shisha is the um, compilation of um, tobacco and weed with flavor. Tobacco, weed, and flavor? Yes, Mixed? Mixed. That you can smoke? That you can smoke. All right. Yes, please. So, I was, I was taking those 
those things, those smokes, um, yes, those things. And it made me feel very um, alive, let me say. <laughs> so I liked it more, more. I used to smoke it more, especially the sisha. Yes, when I was in the SHS stage. And when I finished my SHS, one day I had two friends yeah, who um, came to me and told me that they want, like, they want us to go and smoke weed. Okay. Yes. And we went to buy the weed. At first, mo- those friends, we, we used to eat wache with weed inside, eat um, weed toffee and things. So that day, that Saturday, they called me and they said I sh- we should go and buy weed to smoke. And, and I said, okay, we should go. Then we went to buy the weed. Because I stayed in Nima, this, one, this thing happened in Labadi. But because I stayed in Nima, I knew how to smoke than them. But they were older than me. So you are a more experienced smoker? Yes, please. Than them? Yes, please. Okay. Yes, and we went, we went to buy the weed and we smoked. So they, they made me smoke more of the weed that day. Yes, so I smoked more of the weed and suddenly, like, I finished, we finished smoking. That was not my first time, that was not like my second time. That was not my third time. But that day, on that Saturday, it was May, 7th May, 2017. On that Saturday, I, like, when we finished smoking, I, I went to take my phone to chat. I had a girlfriend by then. So I was chatting her, and suddenly I sat down and I went off. Like, I went off like how you switch lights off okay. and then you come back on again. I went off for like two minutes and I came back on. So when I came back, suddenly I felt something have changed within me. What has changed? I, I, I didn't understand. So I told my friends that I want to go home. I calmly told them I want to go home. Then they, they saw that something is wrong with me somewhere. So they took me to the washroom, rushed, they rushed me to the washroom and they started putting water on me and things. And it even grew worse. It, it grew worse to the extent that I felt pins. Like thousands of pins choking from my head to toe. You felt pins choking me. All over your body. All over my body. Yes. I felt it very because severe. Because of how, how, how much of the weed you had smoked? Yes, please. Okay. Yeah. It was almost as if I'm, I was about to die. Yes. So, as I felt that, I told my two friends to pray for me. Unbeliever friends. So can you imagine? I told them to pray for me. And one put his hand on my shoulder, the other on my, my right shoulder. And they started praying. I don't know if they were praying in tongues or... <laughs> Your unbeliever friends were praying for you? Yes. Wow. That means we are really dying for unbelievers to pray for you. Very, very okay. true. Yes. So as they began praying, they began praying for me. I, I suddenly felt myself, something pulling myself, like my spirit out of the body so that suddenly I would just go coded. Okay. So I decided no. I said no to that thing. And I told them that, do you know what? They should go and call my sister for me. And my sister is in the church. So she can when she comes, something will happen, like I'll be okay. And they said no. Why? Because we were in their mother's house and their mom also might she doesn't know us of such thing. So she they said no and I, I insisted and pleaded and one went. So when, when, when my sister came, suddenly when my sister came, I felt calm. Like, was your I, sister a believer? Yes, she was a believer. She was a believer? Yes. Okay. Yes. And she was in, uh, she's in um, um, Synagogue Church of All Nations, Prophet TV Joshua's Church. Okay. Yes. 
So when she came, I, I suddenly felt calm. And I told her to pray for me. I was still in the pain. So I told her to pray for me. She just laid hands on my shoulder and she said I should come. Let's go. And then I went. As we went, it grew worse to the extent that I, she gave me a Bible to read. I was just seeing words. Like letters rather. I was just seeing letters. I couldn't see word. I couldn't mention S. I couldn't mention anything from the Bible. Then she called my brother. My brother is in, by the grace of God, he's a, a, a lay pastor in Lighthouse now. He's a lay pastor in the Lighthouse Church? Yes, please. Wow. Yeah, so your she, sister called your brother? My sister called my brother okay. to speak to me. So when I, uh, I, he gave, uh, she gave the phone to me, I was speaking to him and then suddenly, out of nowhere, he asked me, do I know Jesus? I said, no. I, then he started preaching to me. He preached and preached and then he, on the phone, no. After that, then he said, do I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior? And I said, yes, I do. Then he, he led me to Christ on the phone. So when he led me to Christ, suddenly I, I felt calm. After on my he bed. led you to Christ yes. on the phone, yes. you felt calm. I felt calm. What do you think was responsible for that calmness? I think, why, why were you calm? I think because Christ has now come in me and wow. he has caused me. Oh, put your hands together for him. Yes. Wow. So after then, what happened? Yes, so after that, after that, I had a very bad dream that night. And that dream I saw, I saw a beast and also a creature in a human form. When I saw it, I, I was very stiff, like as if I've gone to coma. Yes. And suddenly, when the beast left, then I was relieved. I was relieved by the grace of God. And on the Sunday, I went to church. I got delivered from that um, spirit and on the Tuesday I went to church again uh, um, Tuesday services in Lighthouse and I went and my brother and another late pastor who was a student in Anakazo a graduate from here they prayed for me to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and Oh, wow. So you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost after they prayed for you? Yes, please. They, your brother led you to Christ? Yes. Now you were in the church, they prayed for you, you received Christ? Yes, please. Wow, what a testimony. Go on. Yes, and from since that day, uh, my life began to change drastically. I didn't have the desire for to oh, smoke. put your hands together. I didn't have the desire This was an aspiring we smoker. That was his ambition. Some of you have ambition to be doctors, to be lawyers. His ambition in life was to be like a weed smoker. Yes, and even to add to it, I, I, knew, I knew some certain things like styles to how to smoke. Like there is a certain way you smoke that when you blow the air, it makes O. Oh, I rings knew, in the air. Yes. So you are so experienced, you could even smoke and, and make, make a, rings oh, in the air. Yes. This is an experienced smoker. Some of you, you just smoke of air. But this man can smoke and rings. Rings will appear. Yes. But by the grace of God, I'm now saved, and I thank God for it. I thank God for my pastor, my pastor, Pastor Andrew, who saved me. He's my brother, and I thank God for the life of Bishop. I thank God for the life of the prophet. I, I really thank God for the ministry that He has given oh, us. If not, if not, if not that ministry, if not the, um, if He didn't ordain um, our bishop from uh, uh, Labadi and my bishop also made my, my, past, uh, my brother a shepherd like I would have been dead by then so what aspirations do you have now before you had aspirations to be a weed smoker now today what now, aspirations do you have now my aspiration is to become a pastor by oh, the put grace your hands of together. God from an aspiring weed smoker to 
and now aspiring pastor who is going out to save souls. Put our, come on, put us together for Jesus. Some of you, your aspirations will change after today's service. The aspiration you have is going to change in the name of Jesus. God bless you, James. Thank you very God much. God bless you. Thank you. All right. Hallelujah. We have another powerful testimony again. I said we have another powerful testimony. Many, many, many changes happening in the church. Shall we welcome Eric or him in from Ketase Church to give us a testimony? Or welcome or him in. Eric, you are welcome. Thank you. Eric, now t- tell us what God has done for you. Um, my name is Eric from Kitase Consultancy. Um, when I was at the age of 60 years, I was a footballer, and you know footballers, we don't like church. On Sunday, we How many of you can wait footballers? Because we have Sunday matches, so they don't come to church. So, so like, I don't go to church. I steal my mother's money to go and play game. And one day, I was passing by my friend's house, and my friend called me that I should come back. So when I come back, I came to meet uh, an Akazo Bible student preaching to her, and then he asked me that, am I a born again? And I said, what is born again? I don't know born again. You have never heard the word born again in your life yes. at 16, yes. here on the mountain. Yes. Wow. So, that time he led me to Christ. He led the, you to Christ? Yes. And then the Sunday... He sent me to church. But I was still doing my bad things that I have been doing. And uh, two months later, I became a basenta leader because I was a popular in the town. I know everybody. So on Sunday... So I because went, you are so popular, you are a star footballer, you yeah. also made a basenta leader. Some of you, after one week, you should be a basenta leader. Yes. And, and like, I told my pastor that, Pastor, now I am not working. So how will I pass my people? And then he said I should pray to God. God will help me to pass my people. So your pastor said, said you should pray to God and God will help you to pass? Yes. Okay. As a basenta leader? Yes. And then, so I decided, okay. And then I'll go to the bush and cut firewood and I'll go and sell it. And then in the evening, I'll go and look for snows and sell it and pass my people to church. Wow. Oh. You will go and cut firewood? Yes. And sell it? Yes. And then go for and sell Yes. Snails. Yes. And sell. Yes. And get money to bust your people. Yes. Oh, put your hands together for this gentleman. 16 years of age. 16 years. And then, but still, I was still in my sense. Like, I've been stealing my mother money. Go and oh. play game. I don't like staying in the house at all. When I leave the house in the morning, I'll come back in the evening. So one day... I slept and in my dream I found myself wearing a white dress and someone has knelt down in front of me and I was anointing the person. You were anointing the person? Yes. You were in white and anointing somebody who had knelt down before you? Yes. Wow. And then, and then that Sunday my pastor, uh, my shepherd, Hayward, he called me to come to Anakazu life. So when I came, like I said, I have been here for a long time like always I go to church on Sunday I do whatever I have to do but I am still in my sin so today I will not live here I will not go home with nothing so all of a sudden Bishop Potassium was praying so I felt like I started speaking in tongues I was you started speaking, speaking in tongues at that service yes. the Anakazo Life service Yes. wow put your hands together a basenta leader who was not he was passing but the sins were coming and going 
until he decides to come to an Akazo life. Yeah, so, so the next uh, Wednesday, my shepherd called me and I came. So when I came, I went to the prayer garden to pray till the morning. So in the morning, I went to see James Yeboah. So when I see James Yeboah, he downloaded um, how to start a church audio for me. So in that morning, I started listening to the audio. And when I listened to the audio, there was a prayer after the audio. So I started praying about it. Lord, may you help me, help me, help me to pass. Lord, help me to win souls. And then, and then since then, the next following Wednesday, too, I came for Anakazu Life. And after the service, uh, my shepherd took me to uh, Bishop Potassium. So when I entered the office, I just knelt down and I said, Bishop, today, I have to be anointed. You so, have to be anointed today. Yes. You must take something away today. Yes. So, so when I went to Bishop, Bishop anointed me and my friend called Maxwell. So the, that Thursday, we were able to have Thursday service and we have 25 people on the Thursday service. Wow, By 25 people. Yes. You passed 25 people yes. to church. Yes. By the of God. How old are you now? And now I am 18 years. 18 years. Yes. 18 year old basenta leader passing 25 people to church you will become a basenta leader in the name of jesus yes and the sunday too by the grace of god we passed 25 people to church and one of my friends came to me and he told me that eric i dream about you when i dream about you you were driving toyota highlander and 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 you came to pick me me and my sister to my sister's works place so where after dropping my sister you gave the car key to me and you told me that today i am not going to fish for you always but i'm going to show you how to fish wow and then by the grace of god that sunday i was able to meet bishop uh, our prophet i took a picture with my prophet wow. and i thank god for my life because i was a bad guy and i don't know maybe that time I, like, I don't like to, I, I, like, I was the kind of person who don't like to, I don't go to school at all. But today, I like to, and I am informed, I am in my final year wow. to write my bills. Oh, put your I thank God for the my life. The desires have returned. The desires have returned. I thank God for my life. Because, because when I listened to Bishop's message, he said that, like, when he's in university, like, he was going to the classroom, he finds some. You are listening to. One of bishop, prophet's messages. Yeah, how to start the church. How to and, start the church, okay. Yes, and the bishop said, like when he was going to the classroom, he finds some two people standing behind the staircase, kissing themselves. And On the then, staircase? Yes, and then he said, ah, but they, like, like these people are not ashamed of themselves. So why will I be ashamed? Speaking tongues. Wow. So, so all of a sudden, he started speaking in tongues and entered the classroom. And then he said, we shouldn't hide the signboard of God. So from then, I, I, I didn't hide the signboard of God. And I tried to preach to people, talk to people, and mobilize people to church wow. by the grace of oh, God. Put and together. From today, you will not be ashamed of the signpost. You will not be ashamed of the signpost in the name of Jesus. And I thank God for my life because like a sinner like me, but today... God has blessed me. I can bless people. I can preach the word of God. Wow. The, important, the most important thing to me. I can preach the word of God to someone. I can pray for people 
and then they will be healed. I can pray for people to get jobs. Can so pray for people to be healed. Yes. Wow. So I thank God for my life. I thank I thank Prophet for what he have done. Oh, put your hands together for this gentleman. This is a turnaround, a turnaround testimony. God bless you. God bless you in the name of Jesus. I believe this morning we are in for a good time. Are you ready for what God has for you? The Bible says that when the angel appeared to Mary, he told Mary some good things. And Mary was wondering, how will these things be since I know no man? And the angel said that with man... It is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. How many of you believe that every Saturday as we declare nothing is impossible with God, our lives actually are becoming possibilities in the name of Jesus. Things are becoming possible for us. Amen. And I want you to stand to your feet wherever you are. And I want you to lift up your hands into the sky. And I want you to declare with me in faith that nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible when you trust in His Word. Talking to the voice of God to be Is there anything to have? blessing let us pray father thank you for this great occasion as we come before your holy word guide and speak to us we ask in the name of Jesus Christ and everyone said amen you may be seated as we welcome the Holy Spirit 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, 
not according to our works, but according to his purpose and his grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Amen. Now this scripture, our topic is many are called, but this is even a nicer topic, saved and called. Amen. Saved and called. You are saved and called. And that is what the Holy Spirit is trying to drum into our heads and our hearts. That we are saved and we are called. We are not just saved. We are saved and called. And the two go together. And once you have one, you must look for the other because one without the other is not going to be nice. You can't be called without being saved. And you can't be saved without being called. There are some pastors or priests whose salvation is questionable. We are not sure whether they are saved. Do you see? One time there was a priest who told my sister that the reason why he became a priest was because he wasn't good at anything in school. And so that's what he managed to get. So he did priesthood. Do you see? But you don't do priesthood because you are not good in school at this, at this, at that. So then be a priest. God also wants clever people. God doesn't only want people who are not good at school. No. It doesn't mean if you are not good at school, you can't be working in the church. You can be. Just as we have people that are not good in school who do many other jobs. Many of the rich people that you know, they didn't even finish school. I don't know if Bill Gates finished school. And then, uh, who is the richest man? And then the uh, other man, Zuckerberg. Did he finish school too? Also didn't finish school. And um, the man, Virgin Atlantic man, I don't know if he finished school. And a lot of people, they don't finish school, they don't go to school, and, to the, and they become great. So the fact that you didn't go to school or you haven't been much to school doesn't mean that your brains are not working. Sometimes it's not working in a particular place. That's why it's not working. But if the location changes, it will start working. Amen. Okay? Yes. Once I was in somebody in his car and we drove, we were driving in America and then we went under a bridge and there was water there. A lot of water. So whilst we were going, the car almost started swimming. And the engine stopped. You know, because the engine wasn't working at that location. So when we, out of the, out of the water, it worked, but in the water, it couldn't work. And if I, it didn't work again, the whole engine goes forth. So, God has saved us and called us. Now, this morning, I want you to understand the calling, what it means to be called. Now, one of the ways uh, 
in which you are called. You see, and I have a chapter in my book, Many Are Called, which says what it means to be called. And one of the things that it means to be called is to be given a gift or given a talent or given something by God. Do you see? Now, if I call you and I, I call you with my mouth, I call your name, I say, Jack Toronto, immediately you know I'm calling you because that's your name. Now, I may not, I may not call you, do you see, I may not call you with my mouth. You get it? I may not call you with my mouth that I'm calling you, but you may come, okay, and uh, (laughs) you may come and I present you with something, like I can present you with a taxi. Do you see? I present you with a taxi. Or I present you with a tipper track. Do you see? Or, yes. Or I present you with a, a bowl, all the things that I used to make kiliwili. Like the frying pan and everything. I present with the spoon and everything. I give it to you. Or I may present you with a bus. Each of these gifts means something. What does it mean? Each gift, each thing you receive has a meaning. And that is important for you to understand. Because God does not always summon you distinctly mentioning your name. You see, because if that's what we are, you are waiting for, Dag, Dag, my son, I call you this day and I send you to the nations of the world. You shall speak my word. None shall be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Whichever your foot shall tread upon, that have I given you. Look, up to today, I'm waiting to hear that voice. I wish, I wish, I wish. So your calling, do you see, is not always, or even shall I say often, with your name being mentioned and then your job description and then a voice, either from heaven or from earth. It's not a common way of being called. But often, the common way of being called is being presented with something. Let's say a taxi. It means you are being called to be a taxi driver. That's what it means. And what does it mean? And here is a taxi with a key. Here is a bus with a key. It, what does it mean? With a frying pan with a lot of plantains and uh, Ladles and other things, accoutrements that you need to make the thing, the oil. And what does it mean? It means you are being called to be a Kelewele seller. 
It's the calling. That's the meaning of the calling. So, if you are sitting and waiting, I'm waiting to hear the voice. The voice is going to come tomorrow. Tomorrow he will speak. My son, my son. My son, my son. You wait forever. (laughs) Few people have such callings. Yes. Few people have such callings. And you see, when we read and hear of the most famous people describing their callings, my son, my son, I have raised you up. I have called you to the nations. As a spear, you shall go. As a sword, you shall go. As my battle axe, there shall none be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. I have sent you to the islands. Go forth, my child. Hey, it's a great calling. But how many of us hear such callings? The truth is that few of us will hear a sentence in that clear way. My son, my daughter, my friend. Or even to hear your name being mentioned. What's your name? Isaac! Have you heard it before? Isaac, you heard you were in the room, then suddenly you heard it. Isaac! You've not heard it before. And what's your name? George. George! No, not common. Isn't it true? Yeah. So, being given something to do, or something, even not even to do, but just looking at the taxi that has been packed in front of your house with the key in an envelope that has been put there. I mean, you, you, and, and you have been told that God himself put the taxi in front of your house. What else do you want to, to happen to know that you are called to be a taxi driver in Mampong? So, what it means to be called in this particular chapter, which it says you receive grace, you receive a ministry, you receive a gift, you receive a talent. All these are ways in which God calls you. Okay? And so, once you are believing that you are called, you must start looking around to see what God has given you. Amen. And if you can see what God has given you, then you can understand your calling even better. Amen. So, I want us to look into Matthew chapter 25 and see how it is like and what Jesus is expecting. Amen. Once you are called. Matthew chapter 25. And we read from verse 14. The kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Okay? Delivered to them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, 
and to another one talent. Amen. And everyone he gave according to his several ability and straight away took his journey. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, God has given you and I, we are the ones whom he has called and given his goods. His goods. And goods means abundance, possessions, substance. And then he's given to one five talents, all right? And to another, he has given two talents. Amen. So God presents you with talents, okay? And a talent is like something that you can weigh, something that has a value, something that is, has weight and value. A talent is something that has value. When God calls you, he gives you something that has some value. That's the meaning of the word talent. Are you listening? It means a coin or a sum of money or a certain weight. Do you see? Supporting weight. Something that is weighed. Something that has value. So God gives everybody something that has some value. Value. That, That has some use. And everybody was given according to his ability. So everybody here has been given something that has value. According to your ability. And it's now going to be up to you to live out your life using anything God has placed in your hand which has value. Now, one group received five talents, one group received two, and one received one. And I personally do believe that most people have one talent. I think that 90% of people have one talent. Why do I say that? Because even in school, even in a school, you see, like uh, secondary school, university, how many people get first class? How, how many people are get, let's say, A, A in all the subjects? Do you see? Not, not, not many. Not many. Ma- yes, many times, many times, right, you may get A in one thing and the rest of the things you get, not even B's, maybe D's, E's, K's and other things. Do you see? Yes. 
Because, because usually people don't have many talents, many things at the same time that they are good at doing. It's not a common thing. So when I when I when I when I did O level, okay, in our time we did O level. So in O level we did uh, you can choose seven, six, seven, eight or nine subjects the maximum, okay. And then when you do very well, you get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine is the worst. So then they take the best six. So if you have a very bad score. The best six will be six times nine. So that's 54. So 54 means that you failed, huh? You failed everything. You didn't have any talent at all. Do you see? Yes. And it was a very genuine thing. You couldn't get um, a lot of, like 10, 8, 6, six ones, and we only took the best six subjects. So when I was in school, at Chimota School, we had um, about, in my year, I think there were about four people that had six ones. Then there was um, about two people that had seven ones. Then nine ones. There was, I think, one person. Something like that. That's how the result. Then the rest of the people were up to grade one, which is up to 12. That means you had two, two, two for six subjects and you get 12. And then that's distinction. And then grade one is up to 18. And then 24 is, was it 30? Grade two. <laughs> grade two is from 24 to 36. And from 36 to 54 is grade three. Yes. Yes. So, but those who, those who can get six ones, seven ones, eight ones, you see, it's not common. It's not common. It's not common. And then we did A level after that. A level two, we have physics, chemistry, biology, maths, the science people. You see, maybe one person. In my time, the highest was six. That means the person had A, B, and D, or uh, A, B, C. That's the highest. Yes, that year. Yes, in in my in my school. Yeah, it's so common. It's so common. Do you see? And later on, you find people could go to university, they'll say one pass, which means not in, in Ghana, but in other places, that you can go to university with one pass, which means that if you pass one, which was E, if you can get E in one subject, <laughs> any subject, they will take you to the university. Yes. That means, that means you get EFF. Yes. That's one pass. Yes, in one subject. Are you with me? I'm trying to explain to you that it's not a common thing to have 
excellent in this, excellent in this, excellent in this. That is, you have five things you are good at doing. But often, people have maybe one thing and the rest not so good. You have to try to work hard. Which school is this? Presec Mampon. Yes. You have to try to do well in school. <laughs> you shouldn't be a, a Unabomber. Do you see? Yes. No, 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 no. Now, the one talent people are the people who God gets angry with most, which is most of us. Because the fact that you have one talent means that, doesn't mean that you should not work because you have just one thing that is weighty. It doesn't mean you are not called at all. It doesn't mean you are not called because you are, maybe you can do only one thing or you can't do much, but you can do something. Everybody can talk to somebody. The young man who came to stand here, is somebody talked to him. That's all. The person who talked to him didn't sing to him, didn't act to him, didn't dance for him, but he talked to him. And you can talk to somebody. You can visit somebody. One thing. And God expects from you one thing. And if you can do one thing and you start to do the one thing well, you, you now start to get promoted and things start to change. So when I see people who don't do anything for God and don't obey the calling, it is not because they don't have anything valuable. You must not compare yourself with someone far away in another circumstance because you don't know the difficulty the person has. You know, one time, I mean, the Holy Spirit was showing me something. I was saying that, look, I want to do crusades, but I don't have money. Like the way I heard one time Benny Hinn speaking on a tape, he was saying that he uses about $2 million every five days. You see? That's about $2 million every five days. That's what he uses. And I was saying that, hey, no, how can I be, you know, an evangelist? If I compare what he's saying, but if I realize I've stopped doing whatever. But you see, Benny Hinn, I have some things that Benny Hinn doesn't have. Oh, yes. Yes. First of all, you know, I, I have been in Ghana all my life. That one is a talent on its own. Yes. It's a talent. It's a talent. I'm on the ground. Yes. Yes. I've been in Ghana all my life. I've never, I've never lived outside Ghana since my mother gave birth to me. Yes. It's, it has its value. Yes. So, what, you two, where have you lived? UK. It has its value. 
It has its, it has its value. Yeah. It has its value. You know, one time, this same Benihin, he had a crusade in um, Nigeria. Do you see? And you know, very few people came to the crusade. And when he stood on stage, he just he was so disturbed by, I think he had been, I don't know what happened. But he just said $5 million down the drain. It's like he has wasted the money. Because I don't know what he did. The crusade. And people, people were not there. Yeah. You see? One day I met a, a Nigerian uh, pastor on the plane. And he was asking me about my crusade in Nigeria. And then he, he said something. He said, look, you, are, you, are, you, you don't know. You see? We are on the ground. Yeah. What you are doing, you don't know how it is done. Yeah. And he gave me some, he, he spoke to, it, it was dark in the plane. And he asked me how much we have spent. When I thought, he just laughed. He said, me, I'm in Nigeria. What I can do and what I have done you don't know anything. So I went to sit down on my seat. It was very quiet till the morning because I knew that God had spoken to me. I see that man gave me some wisdom. Do you see? That by he being on the ground, if I give him one dollar, he can do hundred times what I can do with that same one dollar. Yeah. He will not spend five million dollars. Because he's, he's lo- it's a local boy. It's a talent. It has its value. So if you have grown up in Nigeria, it has its value. If you speak, with a, if you speak in a particular accent, it has its value. You see, now I, when I speak, I speak like a Ghanaian. Because that's on the only country that I know that I've been here. Now, I used to think that, oh, I wish I could speak, you know, hi, man, glory to God, I can speak like an American, you know, whatever. You know, but I realized that it is not coming. Do you see? So, (laughs) one day I saw some American, they came to preach, and as they were talking, glory to God, I realized people didn't understand, and people started sleeping. So I realized that my local, and you know, it has its value. It has its value. Yeah. (laughs) People were sleeping. People were sleeping. So, you see, you can never say that God has not given you something that has a value. Whether it's 10 units of silver, whether it's 10 gold, 10 this. There is some value in who you are and how you are. You are from where? Kenya. What's your name again? Antonio. It has its value. You speak Swahili. You wear glasses. Look at your face. You, it has its value. It has its value. What you can do in Kenya or Tanzania or whatever, I may stand there for 500 years and never be able to do it. Yes. Yes. So, God is angry with the one talent people who are not they, they, they feel, that, oh, me, I, I'm not called. 
because I didn't get seven A's or seven ones. I'm not like super, super good in everything at the top here. Yeah. You know? And you'll be shocked what God can do with one talent. You see, I cannot sing. You see, like when I saw these people singing, you know, me, I'm, I'll tell you, let me just confess. You know, I'm jealous of singers. Yeah, because I can't sing the way they sing. That's the truth. You see, because when they sing, I say, ah. Because if I could sing, eh, I wouldn't let anybody sing my songs. I would sing it myself. Yeah. But the way it is, uh, I have to, I write and they have to sing and I, and I watch them. Yes. But you see, I didn't even know that I could write a song. Yes. I didn't even know that I could write a song. Just writing the song. Yeah. I, I, thought, I, thought, I didn't know. I thought it was nothing. Yeah. But most of the musicians, they tell me, no, what you do, we can't do. We don't know how to do this and how to do so many things. The, the one thing that I cannot do is I cannot sing it. If I sing it, I have to practice for more than two years. To practice it ah, every day. Hey. Before I can remember. <laughs> so, to be called is to be presented with your taxi. Or your bus. Or your kelewele utensils. Or your, or your microphone. Yes, a microphone or something. God puts it in front of you. And you have to know that this thing has meaning. Once something is given to you which has value. It's part of your calling. It, it means something. It means something. It means something. The fact that I am a doctor. A medical doctor. It has a meaning. Oh yes. There is no aspect of my life or my upbringing. My color. My mother, my father, my background, my school, that doesn't have value. Everything has its value. And everything has something that has a bearing on what God is expecting from me. And I intend to use it fully to, to the last moment. You know, when people are dead and in their graves, many times you see that this grave is full of talents and gifts that were never used. Yes. Most graves are filled with unused talents and unused gifts. People that had everything and they didn't use just what they could use. You know, you see that I'm preaching like this is preaching. But you see, one day, I, I, I didn't know because this is only what I know how to do. Now, one day somebody looked at me preaching and said, she was watching the tele- television. She said, ah, but this is not preaching. This is talking. He's just talking. Is this preaching? This is not real preaching. You see? And, okay, yes. Maybe my preaching is talking. You see? I don't deny. I don't know how to shout those that have a wonderful way of preaching. But this one small talking that I have, you get what I'm saying? By using this talking, you get it? It's also doing something small. Yes. It's also doing something small. Yes. So, it has its value. It has its value. 
I may not stand with a handkerchief or a towel sweating and doing certain things, but it has its value. Sit down. How many are excited that God has chosen to give you something that has some value? Yes, something that has some value. Okay? Don't be worried that, you know, you don't have A, 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 A in everything. Amen. Now, verse 16 of Matthew 25. Then he gave one five talents to another two and to another one, everyone, according to his several ability and straight away took his journey. Then he that had received five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. Amen. Now, I'm ending with this important aspect here. When God gives you the talent, the something of value, he has started by depositing in you something you did not do. Did you choose your color? Did you choose your family? Did you choose your country? Did you choose the way you speak? Did you choose even the education you have and your English? You see, if your English is not very good or is up to a point, did you choose it? You didn't choose anything. Most of the things you have are divinely chosen. So God gives you talents. The fact that I cannot sing, you know, and everything we have, we want always what somebody else has. How many have noticed that? Because everybody is standing, looking across at the other neighbor's house and saying that, ah, the place is so green. Our house is brown. This house is so nice. We don't have nice things like this house. Oh. But you see, what you don't know is that the septic tank in that house is broken. So when it rains, the water goes into the septic tank. Do you see? And the toilet dissolves and then it spreads over the grass. So the, that's why the grass is very green. It has been watering the grass and with fertilizer every time. Manure. Yes. Human manure. That is why that house's grass is green. That is why somebody's husband looks nicer than your husband. Somebody's girlfriend looks nicer than your girlfriend. Somebody's house looks nicer than your house. Somebody's shoe looks nicer than your shoe. If you like, go inside and see the pepper that is over there. And you will be surprised. Yes. You know, one of the things that has surprised me over the years is as a pastor, when I talk to people 
who look very organized and perfect. You know, there are some people that look perfect. Like they have a perfection type of feeling. When they come around, you feel not as nice or as good as these people. Yes. One day, I saw a couple in church. They were wearing brown. I can't see anybody wearing that color. Yes, a bit like, a bit like the color on this chair. Like this chair. Yeah, this chair. Yes. This brown. But nobody is here is wearing anything like that. Brown. The brother was wearing, uh, the, the lady was wearing that same brown dress or whatever. And the brother was wearing brown up and down. <laughs> brown up and down. And I, when I saw they looked perfect. A very perfect couple. And the pastor told me, though, even when he's wearing a suit, the dress that she's wearing, he has a tie made out of the, out of the, the dress. Beautiful. That's the looking good part. Then after, I don't know what happened and something came up. He told me, oh, they don't talk. Oh. They, they, I said, what do you mean by they don't? He said, oh, they don't speak at all. They have not spoken in the house for weeks. So I said, but how do they dress the same? He said, no, when this one sees this one is ironing this one, then they also know that it is, I have to wear this other one to match it. Hey! So you will be looking at them and say, I wish my marriage was like this and I also wear up and down and we all wear brown, brown together. Share. Ole. You don't know what is happening in somebody's house. Now, we always feel that somebody else's valuable talent is a good talent, but yours is not good. And it happens to everybody. It happened to me. Do you know one of the things I was not happy with God about my talent? Shall I tell you? Are you sure? I was not happy with God that I couldn't preach in tree. Yes. You see, I'm sure many of you will not see it as something uh, because tree people want to speak, preach in English. Yes. People who can preach. I used to say that, Lord, if I could preach in tree, do you see like I will be able to change and I will really, it's like I'm really flowing in every setting with examples and certain things. Some proverbs and other words. Yes. Everybody's talent always makes you look at somebody and feel that, oh, I wish I had that green grass. But when you go there, you'll be surprised. That that person is rather wishing that he was you. So from today, stop wishing you are somebody else. In the name of Jesus. Stop wishing you were like somebody else. Yes. Amen. Now, the first thing you are supposed to do if you read this verse, it says, he went and traded with the same. He went and what? 
traded. Traded means doing work with it. You start working with what you have. That is what it means. You see, there is no supernatural thing that doesn't marry a natural. I'll say it again. There is no supernatural thing that is, doesn't marry a natural thing. Supernatural things are always mixed with natural things to confuse some way people who, who are not supposed to know. You see, Jesus was born of a virgin. But the virgin who was born without a woman having sex was born in a manger because there was no room. How more natural can it be? So the supernatural married the natural. Then at the same time, angels appear to shepherds while shepherds watch their flock by night. You get what I'm saying? And at the same time, Mary, and which is supernatural, but at the same time, Mary and her husband are forced to go and pay tax. That is why they traveled to Bethlehem because everybody was asked to go to his hometown to go and pay tax in his hometown so that we know that you are from here. So they traveled from where they were to Bethlehem because Jesus was prophesied to be born in Bethlehem, which is also supernatural. But it was natural that Caesar has asked that everybody should register in his town and pay. So the supernatural always gets married to natural. It's like a white man always marrying a black woman or a black woman marrying a white. It's like as though they always move together. Yes. Or a man with a woman. The man being the supernatural, a woman being the, super, uh, the natural. Or the other way around. You can choose which you want to be. Wait, this is not an argument, please. <laughs> it's like two different things, but they always move together. You never see God doing supernatural things without natural things also being there. So God can supernaturally give you a calling, give you a gift, give you a ministry, give you a grace, supernatural. Then at the same time, the natural, which is get up and start trading. Trading like natural working as though there is no God. You, you work as though there is no God and there is no help and there is nothing from anywhere. That is how it is. That's why when you come and see an anointed person working, you will wonder that, is this man anointed or is just working hard? They are married. The supernatural is married to the natural. Yes. Always. The birth of Jesus is perhaps the most supernatural event that occurred on this earth. But it was normal labor. Normal labor. Oh, oh, oh. And she couldn't, she couldn't get in time to wear whatever. So she had to go and give birth with animals. And they put him in a feeding trough. You shall find him laid in a manger. The manger is the feeding trough. My father used to have horses, so there was a trough, like it's like a wooden box. The horse puts his mouth in it and eats corn. Because we used to put corn in it, and the, the horse eats from the corn. It's the corn. So that box with the horse, because the, the head of the horse has to go into it and chew. So they chew. That, that box is where Jesus was laid. 
No hospital. They could have waited until there were hospitals in New York and hospitals in other places. Then Jesus would have been born in a sanctified, gem-free environment. (laughs) Yes. With a, a good doctor nearby to make sure that everything is okay. Jesus doesn't have brain damage. Wow. Wow. Are you listening to me? What I'm telling you is that as soon as you sense God has given you something of value. I used to look at my face in the mirror and I said, ah, this face. When you come to Ghana, they'll call you Obroni. Yes, they call you Obroni. They say you are not a Ghanaian. You are this, you are that, you are that. Then when I go to Europe, they say you are a black man. Go to, your, go to Africa. You don't belong here. When I open my mouth and I speak, I speak like a Ghanaian. So they, they, they know, I don't, they know I, don't, I don't come from the UK, you know. Yes. I don't come from the UK. They know it. So I used to look at my face and say, so what is the use of my color? It was before I started to travel extensively. When I started to travel, when I arrived in Bolivia, I saw that the people looked like me. When I arrived in Colombia, I looked like a Colombian. When I arrived in Venezuela, I looked like a Venezuelan. When I arrived in Ethiopia, I looked like Ethiopian. When I arrived in India, I looked like an Indian. All over the world, I realized that I have the most common color in the world. This is the commonest color in the world. Only that you've not traveled much. The whole of Middle East, when I arrive in, in, in Israel, I look, like, I look like an Israeli or a Palestinian, depending on certain things. Yeah. Yeah. So you see now? Something of value. Yeah, something of value. Yeah, something of value. Yeah. So, don't look around and be thinking to yourself, me, I don't have no nothing of no value. True. You don't, not true. You don't have, you have something of value. And God is expecting to get to the job and start working eh, with whatever you have. Now, how are we going to know? That, and that is the natural part. The natural part. And before I, I do that, even in secular things, you know, one day I watched a documentary on Michael Jackson. You know, when he was 25 years old, when Michael Jackson was 25 years old, he made this song, Thriller. He was only 25. And it became the number one song ever, 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 ever. And he became a millionaire to the point he can never... I mean, the money was too much. 25. But I watched when they were doing it. And the practice, the work... I mean, he brought a white man to teach him how, a white man who doesn't know how to dance, to, to control his dancing. Amazing. <laughs> you never know the work that the person is doing with the one talent. So you ask yourself, oh, this guy is very gifted. But you are very gifted, you must start trading. You must start working. You must start using what God has put in your hand. And you'll be surprised how good you are and how great. 
Now, this is the master sign. I'm, giving, I'm going to give you a sign. The sign that you are using and trading what God has given you is that it doubles. He says, he that has received five talents went and traded and made other five talents. Everything you have and you are doubles when, it only doubles when you use it. It becomes more. That is why an experienced person has more gifts. You see, because I've been preaching more, my preaching will have a greater effect than your preaching because you've not been using your talents. You've not been using it. You are still at five. You are still at five. I've, I've probably got my five became five, another five some time ago. Then it became another 20. So maybe by now I'm operating with about 150 talents. Yes. And you are still on your five or still on your one saying that you don't have any talent. Yes. Maybe I had one talent, it became two, two became four, four became eight, eight became 16, 16 became 32, 32 became 64, and now 128. Maybe I'm not 128, and you are still complaining that, yeah, because I could have also said, uh, I, I don't speak Chi, I don't speak Ghana, I don't speak uh, like a, a Ghanaian, or whatever, so I'm, and I'm in Ghana too, I don't have any foreign accent, I, I don't fit outside, and then I, I, I don't know what I'm even doing here. And then my preaching is like talking. It doesn't have towel. It doesn't have handkerchief. It doesn't have sweating. I don't sweat when I'm preaching. I don't know how to sweat when I'm preaching. I don't know how to cry when I'm preaching. I don't know all these things. I don't know how to sweat when I'm preaching. I don't know how to cry when I'm preaching. I don't know how to shout when I'm preaching. But you see, you'll be surprised that my, because of my one times two, Become two, became four, became eight, became sixteen. You'll be surprised I'm operating one twenty-eight now. Wow. Whilst you are still complaining that hey, I don't I can I cannot preach like this, I don't have money, I don't have this, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not that. But by reason of use and experience of using my small one talent, because I think that I also started with one talent. I don't think I started with five talents. If I had five talents, maybe it was academic. Because when I was in school, I had one, 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 one. I had, I had seven ones. Yes. Seven ones. Straight. I, I talked, I mean, academic, maybe. But ministry, which needs anointing and grace and super. It's like, what is that? There's nothing. Catherine Coleman always says she was born without gifts. She, in fact, she explains it more. She said, when she was born, there was no hair on her head. She has nothing. She came with nothing. And she, as a woman, started preaching and trying with the little that she had. People who don't like preaching to small groups, you never preach to big groups. Do you know why this hall is full? Do you know why this hall is full? Because I'm using 128 talents. Yes, I'm using my 128 talents. Yes. I'm using 128 talents. You'll be surprised that if you start to preach, you are holding Saturday service morning here, you'll be surprised that very few people will come. Because you haven't used your talents one times two, four, six, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four, times two, one, twenty. You don't use it at all. You're just complaining about everything. You're 
complain that you are a little girl. You are a little boy. You are nobody. You are in secondary school. When I was in secondary school, I started using my talent preaching. People who know me in school remember me for preaching in secondary school. It doubles. I said it doubles. It doubles. It doubles. When you use your gift, it doubles. It doubles. And when you don't use it, it doesn't double. That's why it's better to preach more than to preach less. Oh, yes. Small anointing that I have. By now, it's around 128, getting to 256. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Now, you see, that is not the reward of God. No, 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 no. That's not the reward. This is not the reward. It's the natural effect of working with your ministry. It's not the reward. The reward is something different. The reward is something completely different. If you read on, read on. It says, and when he came, he said, I'm going to give you authority. That was the one that God gave as a result of their hard work. Not multiplying the thing. Yes. So when the Lord came, all right, well done. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. So the reward that, the supernatural reward that comes from God is to be made a ruler. And that has not yet happened. So we are all operating with a multiplication of gifts that comes from trading. So when you see somebody who seems to be doing more, he's actually just using the multiplied gift or the multiplied, that the taxi has become two taxis. It has become four taxis. It has become eight taxis. That's all, because we are on earth. But there will be a supernatural reward for using your, your gift, which is a different thing. I'll make the ruler and enter into the joy. Whatever, whatever it means, I don't know. You'll find out what it means to be made a ruler. Maybe you'll be over some stars, over some various things. Serious. Yeah. Don was telling a story the other day. He said one of his church members, his own eldest pastor died. You know, uh, his, his wife, the, the, uh, the pastor's wife died. And uh, is it the pastor's wife or? Yeah. The pastor's wife died. And uh, they went to the cemetery, buried her and all that. And, but after what it was about two days, they were about to do the burial when she got up in the cemetery. Yes. I'm just trying to remember he or she. He got up. I think it's a pastor. Or the pastor's wife. He got up in the mortuary. Yes. Yes. And uh, the man, I think the pastor, he told what happened to him. Yeah. He said that when he died there, he came out of his body. 
and he passed over the earth at top speed and went to the North Pole. And from the North Pole, went north, straight. And he passed some big stars and other things all the way and appeared in heaven. Yes. And I, I, think, I, think, the, I think the wife died and the husband also died. Yeah. So he was telling the story. You know, and it's like there, that's where you see who is what it means. This one, I'll make you a ruler. Yes. And he, he said, I mean, it was fantastic. And the pastor, when he came back, I think his wife had died earlier, then I think he died. When he came back, he was saying that his wife was very beautiful when he saw her in heaven. You know, and he Yongito was saying that he 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 told the husband that. It's not true because your wife wasn't beautiful. <laughs> and then my husband said, no, she was very beautiful. He said, oh, but he, he stayed in the, her house when he, because at that time, he didn't used to stay in hotels. He used to stay in the house. And he said, look, I used to rather feel sorry for you when, when I came to your house. But I said, no, she became very beautiful in heaven. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it is heaven that you will see what it means to be made a ruler of many things. But on earth, you will be getting two times of your talents. If you like, use your gift and see. You become greater and greater based on just the work you are doing. I wouldn't be surprised if the small anointing that God gave me when he, he gave me a gift in Suhum. I was in the hospital, Suhum Hospital, working as a student. I was there for one month. And in the middle of the night, something came on me in the room and I heard a little voice saying, not that I've called you, but from today you can teach. Or if I give you a taxi, I say, from today you can drive taxi. That was my calling to teach. Yes. There was no voice, no voice, no voice. And from that time, I've been teaching. And maybe from that time, it became two, it became four, it became, maybe by now I'm operating with 128 talents of teaching. And maybe you two, you were also given the same one talent. But like you're not taking it so seriously. So maybe you are still on level one. And I've, I've moved far. So when I start a church or I do something before that, it has a very big effect. Yeah. Because here we are, it's Saturday morning service. Great hall is full as though we are having a, what do you call it? Give thyself holy. Yes. It's amazing. So the point that I'm making is, you have to start practically working as though you don't have gifts. You work as though the only thing is working. Trading, 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 trading with your gifts. And as you work with it, you'll see that when you stand to speak, there's more power. There's something different that works differently. Yes. With the same thing. Yes. Same thing. Same thing. It has a a different effect. It's amazing because that's what's working. The power of God. The grace of God. May you use your talents. May you walk in the gifts God has given you. Stand to your feet.
Everyone standing. Lift your hands and pray right now, saved and called. God is calling you specially to serve him. He is saving you and also calling you. Saving you and calling you. Father, which art in heaven, thank you for your mighty power that is released today for salvation, for your calling. We are grateful that you summon us and assign us to be obedient and give us something to do, something of value. Now, confess to God you have been complaining that you don't have anything valuable. Confess to God and start to see what is of great value in your life. Your face is valuable. Your color is valuable. Your country is valuable. Your nationality, your accent, the way you think, your English language, your ability, whether you are a man or a woman, all those are great gifts from God. And now he's bestowing upon you even more gifts. And now he's granting to you his favor. And he's placing upon you his talents. That you may serve him with power, with joy, with glory. All the days of your life you may be spent multiplying the talents upon your life. Using and using again all the gifts that he gives to you. Blessed be the Lord who saves us and calls us with his holy calling. Blessed be the Lord who placed in you one talent, two talents, and five talents. Blessed be the Lord who saved you and called you with a holy calling, not according to your purpose, but according to his purpose and his glory, which he had prepared before the foundations of the world. Blessed be the Lord who found you in your home and healed you out of a rock. Blessed be the Lord who thought it wise to bestow upon you one talent, two talents, and five talents. Blessed be the Lord who decided that you should be born in this country and in that country. Blessed be the Lord who chose that you should be born at a particular time where it mattered. Bless his holy name for he has called you with a special calling. Little girl, young man, for he has not left you alone and without any grace, but he has placed upon you his grace, his goodness, and his power. May you be saved and may you walk in his calling. May you walk in his righteousness and in his plan for your life all the days of your life. Blessed be the Lord who found you out of your family. Out of your family, your brothers and your sisters. He chose you 
and, and empowered you and anointed you. Blessed be the Lord who has found you. Marakasadala, Talamarashanda, and has planted upon you, granted you a grace and a gift and a mercy and a ministry. Blessed be the Lord, for his power shall be declared by those who are humble to work with the one talent that God has placed upon them. Now therefore, my child, arise and run, arise and walk, rise up and walk to the land that I give to you. Rise up and walk to the length and the breadth of the place that I've called you to dominate, to overcome, to overpower, and to reign. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Rule thou and prevail. The Lord increase you greatly and cause you to be blessed among the nations. The Lord multiply and bless you greatly as you serve him. The Lord strengthen your hand and cause you to have the upper hand underline domination and rulership over all that hate you and envy you. May the Lord's grace rest upon you. The Lord help you. Malando Paramada. May you be fast in obedience. Malando, may you be slow to anger. May you be great in humility. May you be wonderful in your service to him. May you be humble in your service. May you run as he runs and walk as he walks. May you be fast as he is faster. May you serve him as he's called you. Little girl, little boy, for I call you, I send you, I send you because of your innocence. For my priest shall be called harmless and innocent. Maramba Songerimala before my presence. They shall be my children and my servants. For I bestow upon all my children great graces, graces. Ah, the Lambos, according to their several ability, I grant unto them graces and helps. Mando Pan Benisho, Mengele Premondes Parinele, Legele Badalpadamano Reneke Baramane, Galakata Baramone Mashbalane, Malengo Romola Sibeleke Tabalaname, O Maram Balamande Beleke Baramane. Your town shall hear of you. Your city will hear of you. Your community will hear of you. Your village will hear of you. Your school will hear of you. For I've called you in the holy calling. They will hear of you in the nations, in the islands, far away, across the seas. For your hand shall go across the rivers, and you shall be found in distant lands, serving, serving, and using the talent I have placed upon Send us now to trade, Jesus. to trade, yes. to trade, yes. to trade hard, Come on. to trade hard, yes. to trade long and hard into the night, mm. 
to the mornings, mm. late in the nights, mm. all day long, mm. with the gifts, mm. the talents mm. you bestowed us with. Mm. For this we thank you, Father. Jesus. We give you praise thank you. and glory. Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you are here today. You don't know Jesus as your savior. Maybe somebody invited you to church. What do you say, Pastor? I want Jesus to save me today. Save me from my sins. I'm a wicked person. I'm a wicked girl. I'm a wicked boy. I don't know God. But today I want to know God. Maybe you are religious. Maybe you've been going to church. But deep down, you are far. You are far. You are far from God. When you say, Pastor, today I want to take Jesus seriously and I want to be saved if you are here I want to pray with you like that I want to give your life to God I want to give your life to Jesus then lift your hand wherever you are standing I'm going to pray with you lift it up high pastor I want to give my life to Jesus I don't want to play with God anymore I don't want my wickedness to be judged by God I want mercy today and lift your right hand like this high God bless you God bless you God bless you. If you are here like that and you've lifted your hand, I want you to come to me in the front here. Come. Just move to the front quickly. Come. Come. Come quickly. Come. 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 Come from the back. Come from the side. Come from the side. say Lord Jesus please forgive me for all my sins I am a sinner today I repent and I open my heart and receive Jesus as my savior and my Lord please write my name in the book of life please wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me. Forgive me. Wash me. With the blood of Jesus. Thank you Lord. For saving me. I receive Jesus. As my savior. And my Lord. Thank you. Lift your hands like this. Say thank you father. For saving me. From today. Save from today. I will serve you. I will follow you. And I will obey you. I am born again. A child of God. From today. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Now.
I'm giving you some of one of my books as a gift. Please. Take one of these books. And then when we close, all of you who came to the front, come to the side over here. Or did you come now? Go this way, please. All of you, go this way. Go this way. God bless you. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Take your Holy Communion. And let's pray over it. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come before the Holy Communion. Heal us from every plague and every disease. Thank you for your mighty healing. Every standing. We receive Holy Communion and this is the body of Jesus Christ. May you be healed from every disease as you receive this Holy Communion in Jesus' name. The body of Jesus. the blood you are forgiven for every sin and every mistake through the blood of Jesus Christ the blood of Jesus lift your hands for your blessing may the Lord bless you increase you and establish you may your calling be sure your service be sure and may your talents multiply in your hands to the glory of God in Jesus name Amen God bless you for listening to this message visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages information on upcoming events and so much more Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.